0: Hello, and welcome to The Journey, a daily podcast reading through the Bible. Thank you so much for joining us today. As you listen, we're going to be using the New Living Translation of God's Word. Let's start today's reading. Today we are reading Acts chapters 13 and 14. Among the prophets and teachers at the church of Antioch of Syria were Barnabas, Simeon, called the black man. Lucius from Cyrene, Manion, the childhood companion of King Herod Antipas, and Saul. One day, as these men were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Appoint Barnabas and Saul for the special work to which I have called them. So after more fasting and prayer, the men laid their hands on them and sent them on their way. So Barnabas and Saul were sent out by the Holy Spirit. They went down to the seaport of Seleucia and then sailed for the island of Cyprus. There in the town of Salamis, they went to the Jewish synagogues and preached the word of God. John Mark went with them as their assistant. Afterward, they traveled from town to town across the entire island until finally they reached Paphos, where they met a Jewish sorcerer, a false prophet by the name of Bar-Jesus. He had attached himself to the governor, Sergius Paulus, who was an intelligent man. The governor invited Barnabas and Saul to visit him, for he wanted to hear the word of God. But Elemas, the sorcerer, as his name means in Greek, interfered and urged the governor to pay no attention to what Barnabas and Saul said. He was trying to keep the governor from believing. Saul, also known as Paul, was filled with the Holy Spirit, and he looked the sorcerer in the eye. Then he said, "'You son of the devil, full of every sort of deceit and fraud,' "'an enemy of all that is good. "'Will you never stop perverting the true ways of the Lord? "'Watch now, for the Lord has laid his hand "'of punishment upon you, and you will be struck blind. "'You will not see the sunlight for some time.' "'Instantly, mist and darkness came over the man's eyes, "'and he began groping around, "'begging for someone to take his hand and to lead him.' When the governor saw what had happened, he became a believer, for he was astonished at the teaching about the Lord. Paul and his companions then left Paphos for, by ship for Pamphylia, landing at the port town of Perga. There John Mark left them and returned to Jerusalem. But Paul and Barnabas traveled inland to Antioch of Pisidia. On the Sabbath, they went to the synagogue for the services. After the usual readings of the books of Moses and the prophets, those in charge of the service sent them this message. "'Brothers, if you have any word of encouragement for the people, come and give it.' So Paul stood, lifted his hand to quiet them, and started speaking." Men of Israel," he said, "and you God-fearing Gentiles, listen to me. The God of this nation of this nation of Israel chose our ancestors and made them multiply and grow strong during their stay in Egypt. Then, with a powerful arm, He led them out of slavery. He put up with them through forty years of wandering in the wilderness. Then He destroyed seven nations in Cana. Canaan and gave their land to Israel as an inheritance all this took about 450 years after that God gave them judges to rule until the time of Samuel the prophet then the people begged for a king and God gave them Saul son of Kish a man of the tribe of Benjamin who reigned over 440 years But God removed Saul and replaced him with David, a man about whom God had said, I found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. He will do everything I want him to do. And it is one of David's descendants, Jesus, who is God's promised Savior of Israel. Before he came, John the Baptist preached that all people of Israel needed to repent of their sins and turn to God and be baptized. As John was finishing this ministry, he asked, "'Do you think I am the Messiah?' "'No, I am not, but he is coming soon, "'and I am not even worthy to be his slave "'and untie the sandals on his feet.'" "'Brothers, you sons of Abraham.'" and also you God-fearing Gentiles. This message of salvation has been sent to us. The people in Jerusalem and their leaders did not recognize Jesus as the one the prophets had spoken about. Instead, they condemned him. And in doing this, they fulfilled the prophets' words that are read every Sabbath. They found no legal reason to execute him. But they asked Pilate to have him killed anyway. When they had done all that the prophecies said about him, they took him down from the cross and placed him in a tomb. But God raised him from the dead. And over a period of many days, he appeared to those who had gone with him from Galilee to Jerusalem. They are now his witnesses to the people of Israel. And now we are here to bring you this good news. The promise was made to our ancestors. And God has now fulfilled it for us, their descendants, by raising Jesus. This is what the second psalm says about Jesus. You are my son. Today I have become your father. For God had promised to raise him from the dead, not leaving him to rot in the grave. He said, I will give you the sacred blessings I promised to David. Another psalm explains it more fully. You will not allow your Holy One to rot in the grave. This was not a reference to David, for after David had done the will of God in his own generation, he died and was buried with his ancestors, and his body decayed. No, it was a reference to someone else, someone whom God raised, whose body did not decay. Brothers, listen. We are here to proclaim that through this man, Jesus, there is forgiveness for your sins. Everyone who believes in him will be made right in God's sight. Something the law of Moses could never do. Be careful. Don't let the prophets' words apply to you. For they said, Look, you mockers, be amazed and die. For I am doing something in your own day, something you wouldn't believe, even if someone told you about it. As Paul and Barnabas left the synagogue that day, the people begged them to speak about these things again the next week many Jews and devout converts to Judaism followed Paul and Barnabas, and the two men urged them to continue to to rely on the grace of God. The following week, almost the entire city turned out to hear them preach the word of the Lord. But when some of the Jews saw the crowds, they were jealous. So they slandered Paul and argued against whatever he said. Then Paul and Barnabas spoke out boldly and declared, "'It was necessary that we first preach the word of God to you Jews. But since you have rejected it and judged yourselves unworthy of eternal life, we will offer it to the Gentiles. For the Lord gave us this command when he said, "'I have made you a light to the Gentiles.'" to bring salvation to the farthest corners of the earth. When the Gentiles heard this, they were very glad and thanked the Lord for his message. And all who were chosen for eternal life became believers. So the Lord's message spread throughout that region. Then the Jews stirred up the influential religious women and leaders of the city, and they incited a mob against Paul and Barnabas and ran them out of town. So they shook the dust from their feet as a sign of rejection and went to the town of Iconium. And the believers were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. The same thing happened in Iconium. Paul and Barnabas went to the Jewish synagogue and preached with such power that a great number of both Jews and Greeks became believers. Some of the Jews, however, spurned God's message and poisoned the minds of the Gentiles against Paul and Barnabas. But the apostles stayed there a long time, preaching boldly about the grace of the Lord. And the Lord proved their message was true by giving them power to do miraculous signs and wonders. But the people of the town were divided in their opinion about them. Some sided with the Jews and some with the apostles. Then a mob of Gentiles and Jews, along with their leaders, decided to attack and stone them. When the apostles learned of it, they fled to the region of Lyconia, to the towns of Lystra and Derbe and the surrounding area. And there they preached the good news. While there at Lystra, Paul and Barnabas came upon a man with crippled feet. He had been that way from birth, so he had never walked. He was sitting and listening as Paul preached. Looking straight at him, Paul realized he had faith to be healed, so Paul called to him in a loud voice, "'Stand up!' And the man jumped to his feet and started walking. When the crowd saw what Paul had done, they shouted in their local dialect, "'These men are gods in human form!' They decided that Barnabas was the Greek god Zeus and Paul was Hermes since he was the chief speaker. Now the temple of Zeus was located just outside of the town. So the priests of the temple and the crowd brought bowls and wreaths of flowers to the town gates, and they prepared to offer sacrifices to the apostles. But when the apostles, Barnabas and Paul, heard what was happening, they tore their clothing in dismay and ran out among the people, shouting, Friends, why are you doing this? We are merely human beings just like you. We have come to bring you the good news that you should turn from these worthless things and turn to the living God who made heaven and earth, the sea, and Everything in them. In the past, he permitted all the nations to go their own ways, but he never left them without evidence of himself and his goodness. For instance, he sends you rain and good crops and gives you food and joyful hearts. But even these words, with these words, Paul and Barnabas couldn't scarcely restrain them, the people, from sacrificing to them. Then some Jews arrived from Antioch and Iconium and won the crowds to their side. They stoned Paul and dragged him out of town, thinking he was dead. But as the believers gathered around him, he got up and went back into town. The next day, he left with Barnabas for Derbe, after preaching the good news in Derby and making many disciples, Paul and Barnabas returned to Lystra, Iconium, and Antioch of Pisidia, where they strengthened the believers. They encouraged them to continue in the faith, reminding them what we must suffer—that we must suffer many hardships to enter the kingdom of God. Paul and Barnabas were appointed elders. Paul and Barnabas also appointed elders in every church. With prayer and fasting they turned the elders over to the care of the Lord, in whom they put their trust. Then they traveled back through Pisidia to Pamphylia. They preached the word to in Perga. Then went down to Attilia. Finally they returned by ship. To Antioch of Syria where their journey had begun. The believers there had entrusted them to the grace of God to do the work that they had now completed. Upon arriving in Antioch they called the church together and reported everything God had done through them and how he had opened the door of faith to the Gentiles too and they stayed there with the believers for a long time. In today's reading, we see that the leaders of the church of Antioch were in prayer. And as they're praying, the Holy Spirit comes upon them with this message to appoint Barnabas and Paul, Saul, for the special work of evangelism. And with this, the church of Antioch sends Barnabas and Paul out on what we now call Paul's first missionary journey. Just imagine what that would have been like, though, for the church there in Antioch. That while Paul and Barnabas are going to be preaching and many are going to be evangelized and be brought to the saving grace of Jesus, Antioch is losing two primary leaders. For us... Think about it this way, it would be like losing one of one of the ministers, one of the preachers, and, and one of the elders to go out and do this missionary work. Notice though that there is no hesitation with the Church of Antioch. Even though they are losing two of their primary leaders, they send them out. If only we could have this same mindset. To not just be focused on the local church, not to only be thinking about what happens here in our own hometown, in our own church, but to realize that the kingdom is so much bigger, what would our reaction be if God had given this message to one of our local churches? Pray that we would be anxious to be about the work of the Lord. And if that means sending some of our leaders or some of our, some of our folks that are such a core part of the church. If it means losing them, even if it's temporarily or if it's permanent. That we would be excited about it. Realizing that God is at work realize that the kingdom is universal that yes while there are local churches and local communities and that there are churches spread out throughout the world that we are all under the lordship of Jesus that we are all one therefore doing work at one place is just as important as doing it in another may we have That global kingdom mindset. And may we want to be a part of it. Thank you again for joining us for the journey. Please be sure to share this podcast. Today's reading was from the New Living Translation of the Holy Bible and used with permission. Have a blessed day, and we hope that you'll join us again tomorrow.